NNC pod number 15 with Hunter Brash. Quick thought before I go into all the pleasantries. Me and we is the same word, but you flip the first letter in it. Um, I don't know, just a weird thought. Uh, super grateful to be able to sit down with you, Hunter. That was a fun conversation. Um, I know I put my foot in my mouth a few times. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with me. Um, yeah, to all of you who don't know Hunter, Buckle in, great dude. Um, peace. Whatever. It's good. It's, part of it's me. bike stuff. You wash it out. It's good. All right. You're a bike mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. You've been for a long time. Long time. How many years exactly? Oh god, exactly. That's a tough one. Uh, need to know to down to. Like, closer to. Oh god, what was it? How's it been? Like. What did I start? I think probably like almost 19 years. About 19 years exactly, I think. This year would be my 19. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so I, I know I know how you got into it. Um, but go into that a little bit for people who don't know. Um, kind of what what got you into working on bikes. Oh, yeah. What What's kept you going oh, for, God. for that long? That's the fun shit. That's the fucking fun shit, I think. Um, I started... I always have ridden bicycles, period. That, as many kids, is the moment of freedom where you taste it and you're just like, ah, I am my own person. I go. I go where I want to go. But I was really, truly, I think, about when I was 12 or 13, my grandparents would always take my sister and I on two-week, like, three-week, whatever, road trips. Mm -hmm. Um, During the summer, they were school teachers, and so they had the summers off. And so... If we didn't go anywhere, it was always, um, like, bring a project. Let's do something. You know, mm-hmm. do it that way. Um, so one summer, like, I'd done all kinds of stuff. We'd, I'd learned how to woodwork with my grandfather, learned how to do all kinds of stuff with my grandfather. Um, but one summer I had gotten, uh, it was a Haro Freestyle from, like, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Black and, like, uh, like neon, like, rainbow Is logos. that, like, a BMX bike? Totally. Freestyle BMX bike. But Sick. freestyle BMX bikes back, back then were totally different than freestyle BMX bikes now. They're basically, the frames are very similar now. Mm-hmm. Back then they used to have the seat stays that came off, but there was a section that they uh, stuck out on the top tube before it got to the seat so you could stand on it. Yeah. You don't do that anymore. No. It's no great. way. Um, so I take, I've taken that to my grandparents' house and I was, bought it for like 25 bucks. It was in total disarray. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, he was like, bring that, we'll work on that. So over the summer, over the, those three weeks, we completely stripped the whole thing down, rebuilt up the headset, the wheels, all the bearing surfaces, tuned the gears. I mean, just really, truly did the whole thing upright. Uh, and so that was like, that was empowering mm-hmm. to be able to know how to fix my own stuff. Holy crap. That means I didn't have to ask anybody anything anymore. I could just do it myself. It was mm-hmm. awesome. And so um, taking that, I was like, all right, I want to apply this now. So what do I do now? I went home. I started tuning all my friends' bikes around around the neighborhood, because mm-hmm. that's for me was the most natural thing to do. Yeah, and so that just led on to just like just more curiosity about bicycles. I ended up doing BMX bikes for a long time, um, rode the dirt track, but uh, you know everybody gets their car, so that falls off. Right. Yeah. Most most times, it like for most people, I would say it falls off. They're like, ah oh, shit, this is way better. 
I drive go around. Further. I don't have to spend as much money or as much as time getting to and from places. I'm cool, you know. <laughs> don't show up sweaty. Yeah, you got the AC. I know, right? I know that life. And I know you can that carry life. people with you. It's yeah. dates. You know, it's a dating world, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so it falls off. And then it really wasn't until I got into college. Um, I had made a few friends that really truly were into the fixed gears. Fixed gears for me was very natural to be a mech's bike. Yeah. Totally fit. One gear, no thought, just just enjoy. Um, and so I scoured around to try to find, you know, a bike for myself. Um, found an old Schwinla Tour, you know, kept on, kept on, it kept going. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, during high school and stuff, I was working, uh, in retail doing, you know, display stuff. Yeah. And then as I got to college, a friend of mine asked me if I was like, Hey man, do you want to work in a bike shop? You seem pretty mechanically minded. Sure. Why not? Let's give that a whirl. Um, and cause I'd always, I remember that time when my grandfather had taught me how to work on a bike. He's like, yeah, I can totally do that. No problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you go to the bike shop and then you start working that. And it's just like, for me, it was a natural click. Um, I was in college going to school for graphic design, hating that I had to go to core classes. I couldn't just spend all my time in art classes. Stupid. Right? You know, Super stupid. If, if that's truly where your heart was like, this, I understand the importance of being able to write a proper essay paper, to be able to defend an argument, to be able to do all those important things. That's all part of copy, though. So you learn that with graphic design anyway. Mm. Um, I mean, it's part of that. So it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. But all the other extracurricular stuff that you had to do, no way, I don't want to. And so I, I didn't go. I failed out of college. I did not want to do that. Mm. Um, but the principle I learned in my design classes, of course, I held on to those dearly. I still do design stuff today. Yeah. But, you know, I went to start working in uh, bikes, and I was like, wow, this is this is really what I want to do going forward. So what do I do about that? My grandparents had saved, uh, in Texas, they have a thing called Texas Tomorrow Fund. And basically, when you're a kid, if you open it up, I think you have to be like basically five years old or something like that when they can open up for you. But it freezes tuition prices at that price at that year. Wicked. And then allows them just to pay on it. And my grandparents gave me college for free. I squandered that shit. I really, truly didn't didn't, uh, find the importance until way later in life. I was like, oh, man. I could have really enjoyed and learned so much more out of it. But that was my choice. It got me where I'm at. So in essence, I don't necessarily regret it Mm -hmm. because they allowed me to empty out the last that college fund to go start putting that time and effort into bike schools. Mm. So if I hadn't done one, it wouldn't come to the other. Progress of life, right? Mm. Uh, So go forward a little bit longer. I've gone to UBI, went to got in my mechanic certification, my management certification, you know, wheelbarrow certification, suspension certification. because in my mind, if I wasn't going to college and I wanted to really do this for a career, I have to, you know, differentiate myself. Right. So yeah. I didn't know any other way because, you know, I haven't been in the industry very long. been in there mm-hmm. for maybe a year and a half, pushing two. Uh, I was hungry for knowledge. I wasn't learning it fast enough in the real world setting. Okay. Um, so being a person who likes to progress myself, I want to, you know, make myself better, hit that next level. What can I do next? And constantly progress. Yeah. Stagnation is is the hardest thing for me. It's forced me to leave job after job. When there's like the glass ceilings hit, mm-hmm. it's hard. How how do you push past that? You know. So I've I worked in so many different shops and just wanted to really truly um, grow myself to be what I could be, and be the best mechanic possible. Mm. Um, so that was that was the first step to doing it. Okay. For me. Um, 
that is not everybody's you know way to go a lot of people learn it just by on the job and that fucking gets you there too you just have right. to be hungry it's yeah. all about how hungry you are um i wanted to be the best mechanic i could possibly be um because that was going to be a career go career of mine if i want to do it for a life goal i've got to be able to support myself and you support yourself by being good at what you do yes always um so fast forward to now i've been a mechanic for you know 19 years i've mm-hmm. managed you know managed middle johnny's for close to four uh, as a service manager that that was a pinnacle for me and a huge eye-opener but realized where i could go from there you know because yeah I mean, you know it was at that point in time lance's shit hadn't happened uh, you know the wow. stoke yeah, on the middle giants was extremely high but then you know lance went and fucked it all up you know mm. it happened you know that shit really hit the fan and kind of completely changed the whole the whole viewpoint of that store and so see. you can see how quickly it can tumble too right um and how important it is to really truly embody you know what true bike shop should be bike shop should be um all about just making sure everybody is on a bike that wants to be on a bike and stoked about it getting more people on it's gonna fucking save our planet anyway at least at least give us steps towards it i mean fuck that shit well i'm not gonna go drive my car as much as i have to just because i got it i can get so much more peace of mind out riding a bicycle yes bikes have become so much of my lifestyle and so much of what has i mean it's been my sustainability as an individual in society it's driven my you know my income so it's kind of hard not to really hold those close and dear in so many different ways yeah like that I can see that. um yeah fuck yeah man i kind of got off track there for a second no, but i mean it, it all, it's all tells that story yeah for me I have come from being, you know, a very entry-level mechanic that's just dying to learn more and more about it. I've learned so much about it that, where do I progress from this? What do I do? So I've gone to management. I like managing a bike shop. There's so many things, so many, many working parts that go into it mm-hmm. um, that constantly pushes that, you know, for me, bicycles were a process and it was a matter of honing that process. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've really kind of honed that process to where you feel like you can pretty much attack any situation, what do you go next? What's the next step for that? So how do you hone the abilities that a bike shop service department could potentially have, right? Mm. I think so from being in a, in a service department so long, you, um, as a mechanic, it feels like the importance for the success of the business truly only is bicycle sales, right? That's mm. that's portion of it. Service is what supports that. Right. Always supports that. Um, if you put the importance on the sustainability that the service department gives, then you're going to be a far more successful bike shop. Long long term. Long term. Yeah. You'll sustain it. Um, so many bike shop owners don't understand that, and so when you work for tons of them in the past, will not say their names because I they I owe them that respect at least. For sure. Uh, it's a difference of opinion. Um, when you've worked for so many different people like that, you kind of learn what doesn't work and what does work. And you learn how to, you know, to apply those wins and losses to process and how to hone that process and how to make it stronger and more sustainable yeah. uh, and more self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Our, my ultimate goal is to make something so it just runs by itself. I dig That's that. That's easy. Yeah. Right. 
and thought. Like just make it so you can just everything just works together. Well, there's so many working parts that doesn't always do it that way. Yeah. And it's rarely that you can ever get it to that point, but you can get steps of it to that point. And then that point, that's that's where I feel like my success these days is really truly at. I'm like, I've got bicycles down. Mm-hmm. How do we make everything else around it awesome too? Interesting. That's the design of the shop. The what every people, bit of it's it. yeah. Every little detail. Every bit okay. of it. You know, yeah. a lot. I I believe that um, if you were to sell cycling more on the lifestyle side versus just the product then you can have a much broader audience that um, learns the true heart and soul of the sport. Yeah, I think that's reflected in most cycling companies' Instagrams these days. I agree. Yeah. And that's why I think they're so successful. Yes. I mean, yeah. you, you look at that perspective, and so much of where our society has gone has been this, this, this disconnect, you know? And so you have to figure out how to reconnect. Mm. And when you can reconnect, then you've got that that narrative that follows it. You've mm-hmm. got that personal connection that follows that, and then you've got that story you have to tell that goes along with it. You right. know, the, everything surrounding sort of the contextual clues, the the feelings, the emotions, the you know the sensations you get. Interesting, right? Um, Brings it close to home. Very much does. Yeah. Um, so, so the higher ups that don't really don't really understand how crucial the service um, department is in a bike shop. Why, where do you think that disconnect is for them and why they don't fully embody the importance of it? That's a solid question. Um, I think a lot of times it comes down to background. Okay. It's not necessarily that it's not understood. It's... Wow. Oh, yeah. Kind of like their life experience hasn't led them to the, the same conclusions kind or of, something? Or I think a lot of it comes down to, I mean, so many people talk about, I mean, the only reason you're in the bike center because you love it. You're not in it for the money. Mm. It's a passion thing. Yeah. Sometimes it becomes more than a passion, right? It's just like, so passion, you got, I, you would, could be diff- different levels of passion. Somebody who's just kind of dipping their toes in, like, ah, cool, that's kind of cool. I mm-hmm. might be passionate about that. But I might be more passionate about the idea of that. So I let's see. own a bike shop. Cool. Sounds great. I'm selling, you know, exercise equipment to make people healthy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm selling fun that comes along with that. Right. Uh, I'm selling, um, you know, all those sorts of things, but not necessarily just being the bike shop. Yeah. You know, reducing it down to what it is as most basic that way. Okay. And so if you can, man, I got fucking off track. If you can. I totally lost my train of thought. That's cool. That's cool. I was thirsty. <laughs> Sometimes you take a drink and you just can't. Um, interesting. Get me back there. So I'll the thought. Where that? Where the disconnect? The okay. So yes, the passion about the, about the bike shop. So many people are worried about. Um, okay, let's let's reduce it down a little bit so mm-hmm. it makes sense. You got e-bikes. They're a very progressive um, addition to the bicycle industry as a whole. It's very new. It's new technology. It's actually getting so many more people on bikes for multiple reasons. You've got the ease of use because now you're not having to produce all the power by yourself. You've got some assistance. Um, 
Maybe you've got somebody who hasn't been on bikes for a long time, is kind of scared of it, might be a little bit overweight, but still wants to go ride with their neighbor mm. because their neighbors invite them along. Say, hey, man, come enjoy this thing with me. You've got that. That is a small portion of what truly, imp- oh, I've totally lost my train of thought, man. I can't answer that. That's all right. Yeah. So cool. I think you got some of the idea. I did. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I don't know how much there was. Um, <laughs> not funny how that goes. Oh gosh, it drives me nuts. It'll come to me later. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, in the shower was. or something. Like, that's that's the best <sighs> place, man. That's where all the good ideas come from. Yeah, they say your brain goes into a certain. It's either when you're taking a shit or taking a shower. You're comfy there. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, I'm. I'm good. Yeah, it's a necessary comfort. I feel like, yeah, if you don't feel comfortable on the toilet, you better reassess your situation, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've traveled a bit, and it, fair enough. Yeah, you oh, get into God. a bathroom, and you do not feel confident that you'll be alone in that bathroom or something. You're like, yeah, I'm not taking a shit here. No way. Uh-uh. Oh my goodness, that's good. <laughs> Crazy mm-hmm. thought. Oh man. Um, so you think bikes can change the world? Because I think the same thing. And I think they have been left out of the world for so long especially on the western side and i think that's truly because of i mean multiple things density we don't have density over here like you do in europe europe it's such an integral part to actually be able to function through the city you know here we don't have to it used to be la was the most bike-centric friendly city you know way back when before the car took over yeah elevated bike lanes all over the city you get pretty much anywhere through la by bicycle by basically bicycle highway route 66 happened right right? yeah led to the 405 all those huge huge highways being built Mm -hmm. and of course changed uh, the entire scope of what social society was you could get further out you wouldn't have to be so centralized you know the car in general expanded expanded america Mm. so when you've got that you've also got the promotion you've got the advertising from all these car manufacturers and the cars becoming cheaper you can haul all your kids together, you know, the ease of life comes from it, then shoot, why not? You're going to fall off the bike. These days, we're realizing so many detriments to that decision, you know, mm-hmm. and that choice that we made to promote the car over sustainable transportation. And so you've got multiple mindsets going with, with cars and bikes and how the bike will change the world. And it's, it's eliminating pollution. It's creating healthier people which is going to live longer which you know all those sorts of things drives um success and sustainability yes right where the car you know separated a lot of our close-knit neighborhoods because they expanded out Mm -hmm. and so now we can go back to and reduce ourselves back to you know enjoying the world on a regular basis by being present in it versus being completely out of it and then secluded in your own little text box of ac and everybody still texts while they're driving they're causing so much <laughs> too. yeah i think the dangers that have come from cars is just like oh my gosh they look crazy i can't dog cars yeah. entirely though because i fucking love cars yeah it's the mechanical the, the, side of it that drive it's like <laughs> 
oh my gosh, this is what a car can do. Holy crap, look at that shit. Yeah. I mean, you got what's the the Mercedes 6x6. Six G-Wagon. <laughs> that thing's fucking amazing. Wagon, dude. Right? Yeah. But uh, it's a love-hate. I dude, my one of the most the most cinematic thing that you can do is drive down a dark road with the music just going full blast, windows oh, open. Oh man, you can't get God. that on a, on a bike. I'm sorry, you no. can't. But there, like, there I, are certain yeah. things where it's like fucking. One uh, day I want to drive the autobahn uh, and just truly feel what that feels like. Germany. To not have to be re restricted by the speed limit, and you can just drive. That need man, to rent. I love getting in a car I can just it's handle and you that. just drive. That shit's so. Oh, it's like Zen. It's yeah. for me. It's the same thing as being on a bike, though. I you think get that same Zen from it. But imagine if you had speed limits on a bike. Like you can't go over 15 miles an hour. That would that would no, kind of ruin would, it. That would hinder it too. It'd be yeah. like it would be the same <laughs> as cars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except you're not polluting and you're not, polluting, you're not you got cut all off from people. Yeah, exactly. And you can actually be healthy. <laughs> and you're just, not putting just other a people few. in danger by running them off the road. Hey. I don't know about it. I don't, some of the fat love, bikes. Hate, man, I'm telling yeah. you, it's love hate. It is. It's a love hate. There's so many aspects I love and so many aspects I cannot stand. What do you think about Tesla? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. It's progression. Yes. I love progression. Progression mm. is fucking cool as shit. It allows forward thought. It allows us to correct wrongs. It allows us to move forward mm. and make things better. Progression's awesome. I mean, Tesla, he's pushing on the envelope. He's trying to figure out what what it could be mm. you know elon musk is a smart man yes I, I think he brings lots of table and allows a lot of other things to come to fruition due to him stepping the and opening the gate yeah look, how, look at how, many, how far electric cars have come since he really truly made one that was feasible for the market and feasible for an everyday driving i, I see so many nissans that are electric yeah Nissan's Ford's coming out with more. I mean, then his progression of batteries dinner. and even sustainability that way. Yes. Longer, yeah, longer that battery life for further distance. Like, what? Mm. Can't usually get both at the same time. It's fucking <laughs> badass. But it's cool. I mean, I so yeah, yeah electric cars, 100%. It's all the way down with the Not electric cool. bikes, yeah. too. Electric bikes are a gateway. I'm I'm seeing that. Working in. I mean, so you've, you've started here recently. Yes. Never worked in a bike shop before. Right. Um, loved bikes. Yes. Been outside so. of the shop, but looking in, going, "Ha, oh, that's awesome." Mm. How does it feel to be a new employee in a bike shop? It's empowering because I'm. It's a whole to new put, world. To, yeah. To to put it crudely, and the way like the way I explain it to myself quickly is, I'm getting paid to to just share my passion to to, yeah. to get people you got the hook man yeah to get You've people to get people riding on the, the bikes that have made me so happy like oh man riding is yeah. so much fun like it's it's one of the like you were talking about zen yeah i could i could go on for hours about describing the feeling of carving a good like hill going 38 or whatever speed yeah. in westlake hills like it's one of the best feelings ever and you can't you, it's one of those feelings that isn't. It's not good enough to describe. Like right now, I just described that. Now I want to go ride. Yeah. Like I, I can feel you it even it when I'm time. on off the bike. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's probably an addiction because like someday yeah, oh, I'll, when I, when 100%. I'm, when I'm, you know, out of town and I don't have a bike, and I get back, I'm like, all right, yeah. it's, it's time to ride the city. It's time to go downtown and yeah. run some red lights. I didn't say that by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all do it. Yeah. 
you know, you know how it goes. Yeah, but some states have approved it. it honestly, like, really? Stop signs, not red lights. Yeah, I was. That would have been a bit much. stupid anyway. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's the way I explain it. It's just, I'm stoked to get people on bikes, I, and and what I'm seeing, what I'm growing to appreciate more is is all kinds of bikes every kind of bike and getting people on the bike plus one and plus one always get another bike (laughs) (laughs) i I used to tell myself i I couldn't have any more bikes and you know then what i use purposes for so i just started coming up with more purposes Mm. so then you can keep adding that that extra bike yeah i mean Mm. god bikes you gotta get get to the point where you have a bike for every day of the year yeah you talk about selling that passion that's what it's all about it's about sharing what you love and getting people to enjoy it not getting but showing them what they could enjoy it, yes it's it's yes that's so that's think about like if you are to work in what you love you never work a day in your life right agreed rough version of that i don't feel like i've really worked for many years mm. you know yeah no matter how frustrating a shop can get because man they get fucking hectic Mm -hmm. and shit happens it's just the way it goes it's constantly being pushed to your limit right um that for me is just oh man when it's successful oh gosh and you've you've finished a good day or even fucking finished a a shitty day but at the same time you can look back and go all right made that person happy you know got their bike back up and running mm. now they can go ride spider mountain because that's their their weekend passion for me that's rewarding uh, that is really truly what keeps me in it so the fact that you're starting to understand that just after being here for you know what how's it been two months three months a little over two two months mm-hmm. man that's cool yeah. because you're a lifer now it's part of that family it's like I think every industry has its own family. It kind of goes along with it. You see it in, you know, hot rods. You see it in custom motorcycles. You know, I even see it. I, I don't. I haven't seen it like I've been there, but I see it in like Starbucks. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I can see that for sure. Uh, yeah, I see that in like the smallest jobs where, like, even when I worked at a grocery store. You know, th- there's the way that the store works and the the way that everything. All the moving parts fit together at the right time, and you start this now, so it's done by X, yeah. X time and everything. That's like, there's that in every workspace, and you can either really hate it, like, oh fuck, now I have to go take out the trash. This is when I do that, or yeah. you could be like, this is this is what happens now, um, and I like that. I like that you can kind of, if you if you spend enough time in a just a, a place of appreciating. Love, man. What? It comes down to doing what you love. No matter what. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So I, it, it, if you're doing it because I don't know what I'm it's trying to truly explain. what you enjoy doing, yeah. the shit that, like, the taking out the trash is like, ah, oh, it's part of it, right? It, it, mm, didn't, right, it doesn't detract. Right. It's not a, a stumbling block for it. It's not a, a, a moment that makes you kind of go, oh, gosh, this job is awful. Mm. God, I've had some awful jobs. Right. I mean, I worked at U-Haul in the summers. Installing hitches and hooking up trailers and stuff like that—that mm-hmm. that fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing about that that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that I just hadn't really been in a place that I truly enjoyed. 
I really, really, really enjoyed uh, working for Urban Outfitters. That company was fucking that awesome. Pretty cool. Um, what were you doing? I did display, and I worked in menswear. But it was just—I truly enjoyed the the environment they cultivated. Mm. You know, it's not necessarily what the job was or what I did, but it's the environment that really kind of just drove me to be there. I loved just being there. The people I was around, um, the stuff we were selling, the music we were listening to, it was everything I did on, on the side anyway. Mm. Um, so you f- go to bicycles, everything I was doing on the side anyway, mm-hmm. yet now I get to pay to get paid to do it. Right. So going through and being a part of that and then dealing with the bullshit that comes along with it, that bullshit just lasts for a short bit, but then you're still doing what you love at the same time. So that passion and what you love to do overshadows the bullshit that you have to that goes along with it yes completely agree. that's my opinion yeah so it um, drives me forward i dig it yeah i think what i was i was trying to say trying to say it earlier i wasn't i promise i wasn't waiting for you to get over um or st- stop saying what you were saying um <laughs> sorry i had to clarify um i think what i was trying to say earlier is that you can just like get to know you can like appreciate routines even if they're shitty routines. I don't know. Um, yeah, those. Sorry, still I agree, with you. but like, I, agree. I think that mine was just longer winded. Yeah, <laughs> just a, just a same, same thing. thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you, man. Mm-hmm. I think that's a strong point. I, that applies to everything, though. You know, mm. bikes. Bikes for us is our passion. Right. We love it. Yeah. You know, for some people, it's it's coding. Holy crap! The coding community is a close knit community. Everybody that the design community is a close knit community. You know, mm. the artist community is a close knit community. You get creative brains together, and you, you've got a community. Mm. You get you know people who thrive on architecture, thrive on you know process management. <laughs> That's a nerdy thing to talk about. I love process management more than I mean, my gosh, process management's awesome. Yeah, I love that stuff. You know, but it you just have to find your niche as a person. I think so many people. And it could be generational too, you know. Us, we've been awarded awarded a lot of privileges generationally because of what, you know, our grandfathers had gone through and our you know great great grandparents have gone through. Um, you got World War One, you got World War Two, you got Vietnam, you got the Korean War, you got all those things, and going through that to get us to the progression we're at. We've been awarded a lot of things, you know. College has been a lot more prevalent through all that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Longer living, all that sort of stuff. Quality of life has been improved um, for a good majority of people. Right. Um, and so that leads to, you know, the the greater ability for us to um, go to college, get an education, and not have to work in a factory, and not have to, you know, do the the awful jobs that nobody really wants to do. Being a coal mine, shit, that's awful. Yeah. You know. Um, that's just that I can't imagine being put having being forced to do those jobs without having a choice to do those jobs. So I feel very fortunate in the aspect that you know it's allowed our more recent generations to have the time to go and have the forward thought, the progressive thought that allows us to go. You know, I'm going to go be an artist. I, mm. I love doing this. Um, you know, I, I work as I work as a bike mechanic. <laughs> that's still for me, even as long as I've been in it, it's still kind of interesting and funny at the same time. Like, so. I mean, and it could be just, you know, a perception of a perception, so to speak. Um, 
it it's not going to be a doctor you know you're not going and having you know these these other jobs that are regarded in such higher esteem mm-hmm. you know um i felt very much when i was in my early early years of being a biomechanic that i had to overcompensate by talking about what i did in my job you know versus just like hell i'm a fucking bike mechanic i love it that should be enough. I fucking love it. It's what I want to do. But I felt so long like I had to overcompensate for that, you know, and just kind of just talk about it so excessively. It's a simple job. It's a job I truly love. It's a job that, you know, has a lot of extremely intelligent people in it because they love it. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, the importance of being a bike mechanic, you know. And being a bike mechanic is we, the Wright brothers campus airplanes it's a lot of smart people people who think outside the box but you know um being awarded the privilege to be able to try and do that and not have being forced to go and do something that you know i haven't wanted to that's a total privilege yeah it's a total privilege um and you know the older i get the more i realize that it is a privilege to be here doing this and being able to choose it every day um man yeah i i I hope that people get to experience working and living in your passion at the same time because that's that is you know an experience that's far beyond what most people get to do so when people choose a job outside of college because they want to and it's what they studied I'm not going to waste my degree. You know, I studied it. That's what I'm going to do. Um, but they're not, they don't go with where their passion lies. Maybe they don't know where their passion lies. And that's, that's the stepping stone to it. But yeah. once you figure it out, I, I just wish that more people were able to, to work and live in it. Because, man, the joy that comes from it, the um, being able to wake up and enjoy going into work, mm-hmm. God that was a game changer you know you wake up and you, i'm gonna go work at that target as a night stalker that that's a job you do because you have to in my opinion yeah in my experience not my my experience i did that because i had to but i definitely did not wake up pumped and excited to go put dog food on a shelf you know i was fortunate and lucky to have it and i'm very thankful to have it at that moment but man the second i could choose to get out of it i was out I, that's a privilege that I am so thankful that I've been able to have in my life. That's allowed me to do this. Man, it's fuck yeah. Wow. That was inspiring as fuck. <laughs> um, so, why do you think, why do you think that people have a hard time finding their passions? Do you think it's, like, from my experience, it's, lack of time and solitude um like not not just those but those are some major factors yeah um but i I, i'm curious to to hear your thoughts on that man while i get this mic up and running yeah um i think it's circumstantial i think a lot of it has to do golly i think a lot of it has to do with Um, being allowed to explore 
I think is, is, is a lot of it. Um, when, I mean, I, I definitely know friends, parents growing up who, um, you know, pushed them to do something because that's what they want them to do, right? Um, not necessarily because they had just, they thought that was best. You know, a parent, I'm a parent now. And, man, my parents and I have not always had the best relationship for the simple fact that my mom and I are very bullheaded. You know, we're very opinionated. Um, it has inhibited us to listen to each other and actually understand where their person comes from, right? Mm. And so through that though I've still been able to push back enough to where I've been able to explore right right some kids don't have that freedom as much as it was not a, a blanket freedom for me some kids don't aren't able to get to that freedom point and I think if you can't get the freedom to do it to be able to explore to be able to you know go to Boy Scouts do the Pinewood Derby um you know, play basketball, play soccer, play those things because you want to, because you ask to do it. Because you think, because you want to make a decision. I think it ultimately comes down to that because you want to make a decision somewhat like it's not really, to a certain extent, it's not up to your parent to make that decision. If Yeah. Um, and I think that, man, that's a realization that a lot of people never come to. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they, they never really think they're worthy of... And some people are okay with that, too, at the same true, time. True, true. I'm not saying yeah. that that's wrong, either. Um, but, you know, I think it comes down to either a feeling of obligation. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe some people feel like they're obligated to follow in those footsteps. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's been generational. <laughs> maybe I'm handed down, you know whatever business it's been there for 45 years but shit i don't want to run a hardware store right yeah you know for some people though it's it's more than that maybe that's not their passion but the the drive is to keep the family tradition right mm. so you're correct in choice i think but that choice golly it's it's a really hard like line to to walk I don't because think you can put it in a box. No, neither do I. Neither do I. And that's man talking about now. I don't think you even come up with a, a blanket answer as to as to what that would be. I think, shoot, let me reduce my comment even to working and living in your passion. What's reduce it down to? Just finding your passion. I hope everybody can find their passion. Let's do that. You know, and be able to actually take the time to to enjoy it. Mm. Maybe not necessarily work in it. Maybe not necessarily live it all the time. But be able to get that glimpse of finding it. That, I think... Man, God, that would change so many people's perspectives on, on so many things, in my opinion. How would it change their experiences well, and perspectives? If you can experience that joy and, feel like, and then learn that the box that you've been in or the, the thing that you've put yourself in for so long because that's what's been what's important that it doesn't have to necessarily be that one thing you can expand it out broaden that horizon um it's a perspective change think yes. about people who travel the world you know people who are experienced in going to different societies and being there right they have a much different perspective than 
you know, somebody who's lived in the same small town their entire life. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I, uh, unbeknownst to that person who's lived in the same town their entire life. I mean, sometimes that's just what happens. I, I see that with my dad's family uh, when we when we go visit. Um, my, my, my aunt always says, um, the, the translation would be, so y'all will be at home at this time tomorrow and she's never flown so she doesn't actually understand how quickly we will get home oh. like she's she's literally she she may have taken a bus but she's only moved at the speed of cars and she under, understands that speed which takes me to another idea which is humans think at the rate of walking huh. we like that's the way that's the speed at which we process information so if you if you have a if you're going through this day and you you have meetings and you're driving between meetings, generally you would not like your our brains are not adapted to process at that speed because like a hundred years ago, a lot lot more than that, like four hundred years ago, we would have had to walk or take a a, a horse from A to B, and yeah. so I don't know that's that's just something that you know if you're if you're lucky enough to travel you under you. You, it's almost time travel to get on a plane. You, oh, you watch oh, a movie, you take a like shit, it, yeah. and you're there. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's, it's like, again, perspective changes, man. You you get it's little stuff like that. Yeah, and that's I mean, big perspective one, changes through experience. Yes, and you have to be able to experience new things. Yeah, like you, yeah, you, perspective does not change. From Take it back this, to the bare bones when I was talking about when I started getting in bikes. Mm-hmm. The perspective changed. I hopped on two wheels and so I could go further. Right? Yeah. Total perspective change. I'm not reduced to this yard right here. Mm-hmm. I can see further out now. Oh, hey. Now I can experience that creek down there and go build a fort without my parents to being there. I can think for my own. I can be my own person. Perspective change. You know, it, it, it can be the smallest of things, but that perspective change drove all kinds of things for me. I think it goes way back there for me, you know? Mm. That perspective change, I, man, perspective change happens, it should happen quickly, but it doesn't necessarily happen quickly. You have to process what you've seen. You know, you have to have to understand what you've I talk through everything for myself. You know, I, for me, it, vocalizing my thoughts and bouncing ideas and making conversation about my ideas helps me truly formulate and understand where they come from. Understand mm-hmm. what my perspective is. <laughs> my perspective is. You know, and that's informed, you know, so much by the experiences I, I go through on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Man. Taking time to think about, you know, what a day has been or how you've gotten there. You know, that informs so much, too, and helps helps me process, you know. Thinking about how long it's taken me to get here, taking, or just even all the bumps and bruises along the road and then all the winds along the road. You, you, you use those as experience and you leverage it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that, that's, I think, a lot of what, for me, being a bike mechanic is, is, is it, it takes, it allows me, golly, I think so much of the way I process um, daily life as far as emotion, as far as, you know, growth, as far as, you know, just everything comes down to, you know, how I work 
with bicycles. Man, I, I, I talk about this a lot with my girlfriend. <laughs> I talk about this a lot with my mom, too. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I think from... I'm such a task-driven person. I like to... I'm rewarded by solving something. That brings me great joy, being able to solve something, solve a problem. And so, you know, bicycles gave me the ability to solve a lot of problems in one situation, you know? And so I had a lot of wins. You know, every time every time I could get a derailleur right, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Get a brake right, oh my gosh, it's awesome. You know, you get those basic principles bound down for me, and that just felt so good. It felt so good. And so, you know, you, you progress for that, you know? And then, oh shoot, I can do forks now. I can build wheels. I can do this. Now, okay, I can do this faster. I can do this faster. This is, oh, I came up with a new process. I decided a new tool. Like, it, it's... You know, for me, it's all about solving the problem. I love solving problems. I loved math growing up. Math, fuck yeah, math was awesome. I loved math growing up. I loved science because it gave me an answer. You know, um, I've never heard that before. That that response that's super interesting. My so yeah. the, this this is funny. The the thing my mom remembers, the I man, not the thing, but one of the things we talk about a lot is. And when I was a kid, was my only my question asked all the time was how worky, how worky. And, oh yeah, cool. This thing plugs in the wall, it spins a motor. You know, you got a blender. Awesome, great. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad can explain that one. Yeah. You know, how does a locomotive work? I have no idea. Like you know, you start the the questions get bigger. So yes. The answers. I'm more hungry for the for the larger answers. So they gave me a set of encyclopedias. You know, I had I I would read the encyclopedia all the time. Because it was interesting. It gave me answers on stuff that I, I didn't know the answers to. I love solving problems. You know, so, you know, I talked very much in, you know, about how my progression of being a bike mechanic was. Like, being a bike mechanic for me was first, you know, learning the basics. Get the basics down. You, you slowly build on those. They're building blocks. Well, okay, cool. You got the bike down. Okay, cool. So now let's go be a race mechanic. How fast can I do what I know how to do really well? And how successful can I be at that? Oh, shit, I don't have an answer for this. I got a lap to figure it out. You know, that that constant push made it even harder for me to find the solution, which drove me harder to find the solution, to be able to figure those things. And then you store those back so you got all the answers. You can create your own encyclopedia back there. Yeah. And so you progress that even further for myself. You know, uh, I go into now how do I manage the service department? more hungry for answers. How do I do this? How can I do this better? And so constantly pushing myself to be, have that next answer. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's constantly evolving. You know, I think, you know, so much of how I've grown up has been such a linear process that it has really driven me to find that, want to find that, to find that solution. Because if I don't have a solution, it plagues me. It plagues me. I think that's a good thing. Right? Yeah. It, man. I love I love solving problems, man. Stuff. I mean, That's shit. I love to talk thing, about it. Yeah. Through conversation, you get answers. I think. Very much so. I have. This podcast has driven that home for me. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Um, wow. That's badass. It's fun. It is fun. fun. I can, sometimes I look over here and I'm like, man, I kind of wish I was doing that right now. You can. It doesn't take much, man. Full drive. 
Actually, just a little drive. Man, I'd tell you, being a bike pants the best thing I've ever chosen. It truly is. You probably won't hear that from many people, but fuck, man, it is. It is truly the my favorite thing. I can't. I've tried to leave it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. It, it, it was there's man. It's like somebody turned on the electromagnet and just like pull me right back. Gah, I'm back. Can't do it. You know, I, I've I've tried to like test my toes to get out of it, but it's just like man, I'm okay where I'm at. Yeah, I'm okay. Like being happy in what I'm doing has been way more important to me than you know making a million bucks. Yeah. Cool. Great. I got a million bucks. What else? I mean, shoot, I've got a millionaire. Cool. Whatever. What? So what? Mm-hmm. I, I truly enjoy every day. Oh, God, that's, there's nothing better than that. That's being a millionaire in, in my own self. You know? In peace of mind. I'll die happy. I'll totally die happy. No regrets. You know? Because I lived what I wanted to. I lived what I, what I drove myself to do every single day. I was that passionate. I enjoyed it. That's sick. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Hunter Brash, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) See, you thought it wasn't going to be a good episode. I told you otherwise, and you still listened all the way through, and you were amazed. I told you so. I'll see you next time. Bye.